You're listening to the Open Court Podcast with Jay Young, Bob Huesler, and Joe DeSantis. An all-access pass to Fairfield University men's basketball. And we welcome you once again to Open Court with Jay Young. This is your information source for Fairfield University basketball. Time to hear from the second-year head coach of the Stags, Jay Young. And along with the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, I'm Bob Huesler. As the Stags get ready to play their first MAC road games of the new season, and they'll be building on a win as they head up to Niagara. And, uh, Coach, that was certainly an attention-getting win. The Stags turned the tables on Iona with the uh, resounding win on Saturday night after you had lost to them only 24 hours earlier. So let's start right there. Take us into the 24-hour period post-Iona on Friday night. Tell us some of the things you had to say to the team following a 28-point loss. And then what course that you and your coaches charted from there in order to turn things around? Yeah, well, there wasn't a lot of sleep then. And I can tell you that, uh, Bob, we got back to the office after the game and, you know, watched the film and uh, realized, you know, just how poorly we play. Very disappointing uh, and you know their shot making was was really good, but we we just felt we we didn't play well, obviously, uh, and got out of here late. But the one thing that you know got to be careful, and uh, not a lot of good decisions are made when you're emotional and you're it's three a.m. or two a.m. So yeah. just kind of went back, got a few night few hours sleep, and came in early in the morning, watched the film again, and just really uh, you know we decided we're going to kind of Although we played the night before, we got to get them dressed for practice. We got to get up and down a little bit, not a lot of contact, but we were going to really kind of work on some stuff. So we broke the film down, showed them a lot of things that we can just improve in on immediately, uh, mistakes that we made that we know why we made them. Uh, and and uh, really just got out on the floor and talked about the detail of what we were doing on offense and defense and what we had to change to do that. And then, you know, uh, our energy level was was just poor. We we showed them a lot of a lot of plays that we could have made with better energy and, and playing harder, and those are going to just not acceptable. And uh, that's that's the place we started with. Just how hard could we play? If uh, if we're going to lose, we're going to go down. You know, swinging punches. I didn't feel we did that on Friday night, so uh, that was kind of where we started. We said if we play a lot of harder, the score will just kind of take care of itself, and 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 uh, you know our guys responded. So, uh, wasn't a ton of stuff. We made a couple adjustments, just the way we played Ross. But other than that, it was more about the detail of what we didn't do the night before. You said that uh, you worked on some stuff Saturday morning. It sounds like you did more on Saturday morning than originally maybe you would have intended to because of what happened on Friday night. Yeah, we just. You know, I, I guess just left a bad taste in our mouth about the way we played and the, the kind of our execution and effort, obviously. Um, you know, uh, so we probably would have just walked through a bunch of stuff and done some film and we got them out there and we went up and down a little bit. Um, and at that point, I was just, you know, we, we had to be better uh, and play with more energy. So uh, that's what we did. And, and uh, you know, you know, and, and, you know, they missed some shots. I think they were tired from from the night before too, but our energy was so much better than it was on Friday night that that, that was really what, you know, propelled us to a win. 
There's, there's no doubt. The, it was almost like watching two different teams uh, talking about Fairfield Friday night to Saturday night in terms of uh, your energy level. What about confidence? Uh, is that something that you worried about in terms of just group collective confidence? Is this group, uh, now that you know them pretty well, uh, are they a resilient group? Is that something that ever concerned you? I was concerned a couple times that our, our um, in a couple games that our, that our offense just deflated us defensively, that, that, um, which was a bad sign. Uh, I thought the group last year that, that, that kind of did a better job in some moments when, and we certainly had our offensive challenges last year, but we just got deflated uh, because of our offense. And then that, we, on the other end of the floor, we, we didn't play as hard as we, we needed to when that happened. So it, it is, it's also a group that, you know, honestly, we, we have two guys who played significant minutes in our rotation and we've got a new, lot of new guys. So we're trying to figure stuff out with limited practices. Um, you know, really Jesus and Taj, the only two guys on our roster who have significant minutes from last year, everybody else is new and playing together for the first time. So we're still a work in progress for sure. We, played better Saturday night. And I told the guys, you know, we got together on Monday that I was excited about the win, but we evaluate wins and losses the same way. We watched the film and we saw a lot of things in the film that we did on, on Saturday as well that we need to improve on. Well, one tactically, one thing you did tactically on Saturday night was um, you made a change in your starting five. You've had a couple of adjustments as we moved it along here. Um, you know, early in the season, you're six games into the season, and you've had at least three different starting lineups. But most notably, you've started your two freshmen um, together for the first time. Supreme Cook and Jalen Leach were uh, in, the, in the starting lineup. Is that something that uh, is almost symbolic in a way? The, you're very high on these two guys, and you know, Jalen adds a new dimension offensively, and Supreme, well, talk about energy. That was as energi energized as we've seen him so very early in his career. But, um, again, any symbolism in that? You got two good-looking frosh, and they start at the same time. Uh, in other words, is that the night we may look back at and say, you know, this is where it all began for these two guys? You know, I, I think that, you know, the start for Jalen obviously was a response to our, you know, just our offensive woes that we had been having over the um, – first five games and obviously those were really exposed on Friday night. So, uh, you know, our spacing, uh, you know, your shooting is your spacing and uh, they were just sliding under so much of our screens and, and almost daring us to shoot that we felt we needed to insert Jalen uh, just to improve our spacing where they had to be more honest with us and that would help some of our drive, some of our other actions. So, uh, you know, Jalen's certainly a very talented offensive player, needs, you know, needs to get better defensively. But at that point, you know, after Friday night, when we watched the film, just the way that they were playing us, uh, we, we just felt we needed a guy who could stretch the floor a little bit and improve our spacing because of that. So uh, Jalen stepped in, did a really good job. And I told him after the game, the best number on his stat line was the seven rebounds for me. And, you know, um, I thought he played well, you know, missed – got to shoot probably a little more. I want him to be a little more selfish with some stuff, but I like the way he rebounded the ball, digging out seven rebounds for us. Jay, um, what I, I have actually um, a statement and a question that the, it was the first time your freshman 
okay, Supreme, Cook, and, and Jalen Leach played in conference games and actually had, um, had uh, you know, some, a tough situation after the first game. In other words, I was very curious Friday night how they were going to react to Saturday's game. Um, because of that roadblock on Friday night, especially two freshmen, you wrote, you know, Cruz and, and, uh, and, um, and Benning, I had no problem with, they were there, they've been there. How important, uh, was it to you? How impressed were you by the fact that those two kids came out, did not have their heads between their legs and, and played well? Yeah, they've, they've been, uh, great Joe in, in practice now Supreme again, we've, no, I've mentioned this before. He's been a limited practice guy, so I'm even more impressed that he can do it um, on, on such limited practice. We have a lot of stuff in, and even, you know, our ball screen defense, he's, you know, the biggest control that our talk in our ball screen defense, and he's just had limited reps because of his practice time. So he's he's been really good, and, and Jalen's been a very, you know, consistent player for us in practice every day. Um his, his strength is he's, he's got to work to be more explosive and, and move a little better. And, and, you know, a, a good weight room uh, program during the summer will help him a lot, but offensively, you know, we've spoken about that too, is just how talented he is. So uh, both those guys just kind of do it every day in practice. And, uh, you know, certainly they, they uh, came in in a tough moment after a bad loss on Friday and, and played well for us on Saturday and they competed. That's what I just like to see. You know, they competed whether Jalen's making shots or missing shots and the same with Supreme. I, I love the way that they competed and, and, uh, and provided good energy for us. Good. Was there any part of the day before the day, before the game warmups during the game that you felt your team was different than the night before? And why did you, why did you feel that? Um, I, you, you know, we just showed them, a, you know, the film, again, was was a combination of Iona playing really well, but a lot of mistakes that we made that we felt we could clear up, and the guys took ownership of that. And I said, at some point, you guys are going to have to take ownership if, of stuff that we've gone over and we're making these mistakes. And I just thought during the, during the I guess, practice, if you want to call it, what we had on Saturday, that there was – we didn't hang our heads. Uh, we all got out there. We, we did what we had to do for 45 minutes or so. So – I wasn't, I, I didn't know if we could win the game or not, but I, I was confident we would play a lot harder and with a lot better energy than we did the night before. Coach, if there's one player that Joe and I felt personified the turnabout from Friday to Saturday, it was Chris Mido, just because of his energy and his presence and his aggressiveness. What, what was it that lit the fire under Chris? He looked like a totally different player on Saturday. Yeah, I said after the game that Chris is is come out of quarantine. Although he's, you know, he uh, he. I, well, Bob, I really, Bob and I, Bob and I had a better one. We said he went from invisible man to Superman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and I had been on Chris. Uh, you know, Chris is such a good kid. You guys know that, so it's it's tough to even get mad at him. But I had been on him pretty hard leading into the game because just. You know, I, I keep telling them what, what great potential he has. At some point, you got to stop using that word, and he's he's got to right. play and and perform. Um, his activity was just so much better. We we dummied it down, and we've been doing some work with him in the post just to kind of dummy down what what he needs to do in the post. Uh, and he was out of foul trouble. He's been in. You know, 
we took him out of the starting lineup mostly, you know, he obviously wasn't playing well, but mostly as an effort to not have him pick up fouls and just kind of get lost on us uh, during the game. So there's no question his activity was so much better, uh, you know, the way he re- offensive rebounded the ball and, uh, you know, had a great spray out on an offensive rebound for Taj for an open three mm-hmm. on a great play, those, you know, th- those kind of plays. So, uh, I wish I knew what the answer was, um, but, you know, it's just Chris Chris finally woke up and, like I said, to the team, he got out of quarantine, and uh, hopefully we can see that again this weekend. Now, last week, Coach, uh, we talked to you about Caleb Green, and uh, you know what kind of a player he is. We know, based on just the body of work at Holy Cross and what you've told us about him before he became a stag, what kind of a player he's going to be, but it took him a while uh, to, I guess the best way to put it is relax. You know, you, you use the terminology. He was playing like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders. He played well in the loss against Iona. And then of course was uh, the glue uh, on, on Saturday night. Again, the positive assisted turnover ratio, which uh, everything seemed to flow f- from that. And he had 14 points and, you know, what, what was it that allowed him to finally calm down and discover his game in those uh, two nights against Iona? Yeah, we just – we met after the Hartford game, and, and I don't know if there's a guy who works harder than Cable. you got to kick him out of the gym. He's always in here watching film. And just talked about a more efficient box score for him, reducing his field goal attempts, getting to the free throw line more. His points per shot was down. So, you know, he was able to get to the line 10 times versus Iona. Uh you know, he's, he only took seven field goal attempts on uh, – I'm sorry, five field goal attempts on the uh, second night on Saturday night. And just the efficiency of what he was doing, uh, rather than being a high-volume guy with, with uh, you know, minimal production. I don't think he's a guy who's going to shoot the ball or should be shooting the ball eight to 12 times a game. I think he's more in that five to seven range and, and really having an efficiency of his box score. Um, and just some of the decisions we, we've – you know. Uh, Brian Dewar, Coach Casey have done a really good job with him of, of just watching uh, film with him and some of the decisions he make, whether he's getting in too deep on pick and roll stuff and, and getting the ball out of his hands early, just trying to really simplify it. And it's really just, you know, uh, him working at it and him just kind of in watching tape and, and, and figuring some stuff out. So he had, you know, I thought two good games, certainly his best game of the year came on Saturday night in, in, our, in our first win. And on Saturday night, you had a Jesus Cruz score the thousandth point of his Fairfield career, which is a nice affirmation of what he's done as a stag. Um, he, but he also in that game, you know, put up the most shots of any Fairfield player, 14, and knocked down, you know, three of them. And you've been telling us he, he's been hitting his shots in practice, uh, but the three-pointer in particular is just, you know, just hasn't been there for him so far. So you get, you know, you get good things out of Jesus, and then you still get those, those shooting struggles. Um, what gives you confidence that what you see in practice as far as the shooting is concerned, uh, that eventually it'll click in a game, or maybe is that a leap of faith? Well, you know, he's got to just keep working at it. It just has not translated. There was a two-week period that um, in during practice where, you know, he, he kind of shot the cover off the thing, and we were like, boy, if that – can continue what a whole new world it'll open up for him uh, when he, you know, he's made only two on the air and both of those were at the end of the shot clock where he just kind of gets a free yeah. three. 
Um, so I think he's just thinking about it now. He, he, you know, it's all about the rhythm of the three for him. Uh, and again, we've shown him on film, like these are, these are not rhythm threes that you're taking, like the step back, this, those, those are, you, you're just going to add to the problems that you already had. I don't mind taking time score rhythm, uh, you know, distance from you to the defender, all the stuff that goes into shot selection. Uh, but, you know, when, when teams take that away, you've got to counter with something. And, you know, Zeus, is, everybody kind of knows his game. He's very effective around the basket. He's got a very tricky game, but he gets himself into trouble when he drives into gaps from the perimeter. And, uh, you know, he's, he's got a 16, 17 turnovers on the year. What it is, whatever it is, it's too many for the position that he plays. So, you know, I'm very confident in Supreme. He's, uh, he's been a soldier for us here the last couple of years. And it's, again, it's just a matter of when he does drive. And, and a lot of guys, they got to have better vision on their drives, make some, make the extra play to the perimeter. Uh, and just, you know, I, I always say to guys, you're either bad shooters or you're taking bad shots. And if you don't think you're a bad shooter, we got to look at shot selection and really improve on those type of things. So I think those are some things that we've been working hard on with him, just the degree of difficulty of some of the shots and, and how he can get easier ones. But yeah, no, it was great that he scored his thousandth. I told him uh, after the game, he got his thousandth and tried to get, the, then try to get 2000 the same night um, after that. <laughs> but uh, uh, really proud of him and, and a very exclusive uh, club that he, that he's joined. Yep. How about defensively, Jay? Has he improved for you? I know he picked up a couple of charges the other night. Yeah. I like the fact he takes charges. Foot speed with some stuff is, is, uh, you know, sometimes an issue and, and with him. Um, but no, he's, he, he's been good, Joe, you know, uh, on all these guys. The, the good thing about Jesus, got really good IQ for different spots on the floor, both offensively and defensively. So you feel you can play him at different, different uh, places. But uh, he's, you know, working on it. He, he um, you know, it's just a matter of some of these, some guys, I, I tell me it's 50% of the game. You got to fall in love with that. Like you did the other end of the floor and, and uh, he continues to work on that. So, uh, I've been happy with the way, you know, he's taken some big charges for us and, uh, you know, like to see his rebound numbers kind of uh, jump up there a little more. I think he can go to the glass a little more for us, but, but overall he's, he's been a solid defender for us. All right, Jay, I'm going to ask you to uh, play along with us on this uh, hypothetical. And let me say this uh, right off the top. This is a hypothetical, but a lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast. Uh, in fact, they're all going to be listening to it on. We produce it on Tuesday. Uh, people are going to be hearing it on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. We're going to pretend, again, pretend, NCA, if you're listening, that they did the right thing and they granted eligibility to Jake Wojcik and Zach Chrysler. And they are now stagged. We're going to pretend for purposes of this discussion. Well, first Al of all, does, I, I like this game. I like this game. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is a good game. Let's 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 think uh, positive thoughts. And you now have these guys in uniform starting on Friday night. How do they affect your lineup, your rotation? What do they bring to this team? How are you going to incorporate them uh, as far as going forward? You're coming off a win. You found something nice on Saturday night. Now you have two new pieces. Where do the stacks go from here now that the NCAA hypothetically has granted them their eligibility? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to play them as much as we can play them, both of those guys. Um, whether that's starting or coming out the bench, I really haven't figured that part off yet. 
well, we're going to play them as much as they're capable of playing. I'm not going to penalize those guys because they've been sitting out, they've been practicing. And I told them uh, they're preparing right now as if they're going to play. And, uh, you know, obviously that will affect other guys' minutes. And some of that's, uh, you know, a positive. We're just playing too many guys, too many minutes. Um, and we've got to reduce some of the minutes. And, and it's just a matter of they're going to make us a, a much better basketball team. That's what it comes down to, to me. And that's a great problem to have. Some guys are going to have to sacrifice uh, you know, some of their minutes for that. But again, we're one in five. Um, and uh, we've been saying all along, we're a better basketball team with these two guys and, and we will be, and I'm prepared to play them as much as they can handle uh, on, on both nights. So, you know, like I said, I, I've been telling them that to be ready and we're not going to, I'm not worried about easing guys in. I'm not worried about, you know, uh, what they, they're ready to play and we're going to play them as much as we can. Okay, Jay, I look at uh, three things in a team, balance, um, experience, and versatility. So now with Jake and uh, Zach eligible, you got to give me yes or no's, okay, because otherwise we'll be here all day. I know a lot of us want to know about your versatility. So I'm going to go through the names. Caleb Green is your true point. Could we ever see him as a two playing off the ball? No. Okay. Taj Benning, I could can, – can, and forgive me if I say I, but I can see – can he – I won't say I. Is he, can he play one, two, and three for you? Yes. Yep. Okay. Cruz, is he a three and a four? Yes. Okay. Uh, Jalen Leach, he looks like a two, three. In my estimation, a two, a three is the same as a two, just on the other side of the court. Yeah. Will he ever play point for you? Yeah. This um, year? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's just, I know I'm not only supposed to say yes and no's. Yeah. It's yeah. just uh, really a strength issue and explode. Like he's been really good with his vision and practice and stuff like that. It's just when I only got up with the physicality of him, we just kind of let Taj be our second. But, but the answer is, yeah, he's, he, okay. he's got a good feel for it. Okay. So you got Benning, Cruz, Leach that can play multiple positions in the backcourt. Jake Wojcik will never be a point. He'll be a wing scorer slash shooter. He'll be a two or three. Probably. Although he he's, I would feel very comfortable if we had to use him at that position. Um, wow. But but the answer is yes, a two or okay. three. Supreme Cook, just a five. Right now. Okay. Chef, a four and a five? As long as he doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> well, he's got one of our better percentages, so I don't know if I mean uh, – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's three for seven on the year, so he's actually one of our better shooters. Uh, yeah, right now, yes. Okay. Mydell, four or five? Yes. Okay. Uh, Alan Jean Rose, a three and a four. Yeah, just uh, it's going to be tough for him to get minutes at the four because there's a log jam there. So probably just a three. Whipple, Calvin Whipple, uh, a wing, two, yeah. three. Yeah. And Chrysler, how does he fit in? Is he a four and a five? Yeah. Both okay. of those spots. Yeah. And um, what's the update on uh, on John Kelly? What's going on with him? And where do you see him playing? Position-wise? Uh, it's it's really about who he can guard. Um, right. Three, four, stretch four. Okay. Thing. Um, so okay, good. I, I think he's, a lot he's of still going to be out for a while. He's still got some time with the foot. So hopefully maybe after Christmas he can start doing some stuff with us. Good. I, I think a lot of our listeners now have a little clearer a picture of our depth slash versatility, which becomes a real positive with these two guys it's funny how things turn around, huh? You, 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 get, you get killed Friday night, you win Saturday, you get these two guys eligible, 
and now everything's great. Well, at least at least till Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's the nature of the business. Um, you know, so we, you know, I said all along, and I, I believe this, we got a lot of room for improvement still. Uh, and I like that, like I said, Bob, I like this game, and hopefully the NCAA does do the right thing. But we, we got to get better as a basketball team. And, and I mentioned that even after the win, the one thing we've been consistent when we do that we do here, whether we win or lose, I tell them all the time, the, the, the feeling's different, the evaluation's the same. That we're going to come in after a win, we're going to watch film, we're going to look at the positives, the negatives, and we're going to try and get better. So that we literally, after I don't know, 31 games, whatever we had last year, we did the same exact thing after every game. We came in, whether we won or lost, watched the film, and, and talked about how we can get better. Coach, um, again, presuming that uh, Jake and Zach have been granted their eligibility, now you look at this group, you have, as you said, pleasant problems. You know, you have some players who are playing too many minutes, and now, now you can get to solve that problem. Uh, do you have an ideal starting five in your mind? You don't have to tell us unless you want to. Do you have an ideal starting five uh, going forward now that you have a full complement of personnel? I don't. Um, and I know the players think about it a lot more than I do. Um, you know, to me, you, starting is about getting your name announced. Uh, and we obviously want to get off to a good start. But, you know, I think more about matchups and, and who's playing at the end of games and, and those mm-hmm. types of things. But I, I don't know. How, I don't, to answer your question, Bob, I, I think that's still kind of a work in practice. I certainly know the core of, of what we're going to do. And, and obviously, if Zach and Jake uh, become eligible, that will add to good problems. And, and whether they start or not, I mean, uh, again, I think players probably think about it more than coaches. That they're going to play a lot of minutes, and, and those other guys will t- as well. You know, they're, they're, certainly the minutes – but we got guys, you know, got guys averaging 30. We had three guys at over 30 minutes and another guy at over 25 minutes. And, you know, we're just playing a lot of minutes right now, especially when you have the back-to-back nights. So uh, that that will be helpful uh, – you know, to have a couple more bodies there when when you are playing back to back. All right, coaches. We start to uh, wrap things up here. A couple of quickies, uh, and we got this bad weather coming in. Does that affect your travel plans to Niagara at all? We we actually just met about it, and I got to get with uh, Paul Slickman. We're talking about going up tomorrow, possibly, and trying to beat the storm up there. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously, a long bus trip, and you don't want to lengthen it by putting three or four more hours on the thing by by driving through bad weather. So we're kind of discussing that now. Yeah, so tomorrow being uh, just for purposes of uh, setting the uh, the scene here would be Wednesday. The Stags will look to uh, uh, depart as opposed to uh, Thursday. You have a couple of 4 o'clock games, uh, Friday and Saturday, kind of an un- unusual starting time. I know you know go out there and play at any time, but uh, I was caught a little bit by surprise, back-to-back 4 o'clock games. Any reason they did that? You know, we, we've tried to uh... – you know, we will not stay over after the Saturday game. We're going to get on the bus and, yeah. and go home. So that uh, was nice of Niagara to offer that. And we offered that to Canisius on the way down just as a way to get them so the bus driver isn't driving all night long okay. and get people in a little early as, a, as kind of a student welfare type of thing. Uh, your thoughts on Niagara? You know, you got to see uh, the tape of them playing uh, St. Peter's over the weekend. And uh, they actually lost both of those games. But this is a Niagara team that um, – People are high on. They've got most of their starting, I think maybe their entire starting five intact. And also they have a kid 
who, if Jake and Zach are eligible, they have a kid named Jordan Centron, who was a transfer out of Longwood, and who, in the same way, would become eligible for them on Friday and Saturday. Uh, how does he factor into the scout and your thoughts on Niagara in general? Yeah, they're, they're, you know, good basketball team. They've gotten off to a slow start. At, you know, they were shut down for uh, 14 days before the Syracuse game. So had very little prep going into Syracuse. Um, but we know how talented they are. Marcus Hammond, one of the best players in the league, can compete for a player of the year uh, honors. And they do. They have a lot of offense that, that's come back. Justin Roberts, uh, Greg uh, Kukamensa. And Rasheem Solomon, their other all-conference player, did not play this weekend. Uh, we think we'll see him. And as you mentioned, they got a transfer that could become eligible. So, you know, they're, they're 0-3 um, and playing at home. So we know we're going to get their best punch. Greg did a great job with that group last year. Uh, they're rebounding the ball better. That was one of their real um, Achilles heel last year. I think they're doing a better job of that. So we know we're going to have to go up there and, and, and play well to, to win. Joe, anything else uh, from you before? Yeah, I got a couple more quick ones. Um, um, I must fell off my uh, off the table, off my uh, perch the other day. I saw you went zone against Iona. Are we going to see a little bit of that or no? Well, <laughs> um, you see how well it worked. They scored right away, and so you know, like it's it's it's. Uh, we we've got it in there. We've been trying to work on it a little bit as a secondary defense. We we've really. You know, played a little one-three-one against them, just trying right. to get them out of right. rhythm, but uh, didn't have a lot of luck against it. But yeah, we have it in our pack. It, it really has come down to just our opportunity to work on. Uh, you know, we certainly recognized a, a, a need for maybe a secondary defense, and it's just like I said, it's a matter of practice time and us to get uh, to work on it. So we'll we continue to kind of chip away on that. So yeah, uh, I you know. I want to promise anything, but yeah, we have we have it in our uh, bag at least. The other thing Bob and I have been worried, uh, wondering about, we see that during timeouts now teams don't go to their benches. What's that about? Well, it's it's just an easier way. So we don't we eliminate all our managers um, for travel and for to to be around us this year because if one of those tested positive, it would have shut us down for fourteen days. So. It's those those stools at the end just that you can leave out there. And because there's no fans, it's just you can leave them out there permanently and just gets them out there quicker rather than the guys on the team trying to get stools out and that type of thing. So, so it's not an NCA thing? You just... No, no. I think teams are just leaving them out. There's no, you know, there's no fans at all. There's no there's plenty of room on the baseline. So um, for us, it was just a decision that and we had a great group of managers, but I bought them in and just said, you know, like I'm not willing to right now to have you guys travel and be around us because if one of you tests positive, uh, it would shut us down for 14 days. So, yeah. and you know, they, they were, they're a great group and that's exactly what happened to Sacred Heart. They had a manager test positive and, and they got shut down. So I, I wasn't willing to risk that. Jay, the, the problem, I'm sorry, Bob, the problem um, with us being so high up, the referees don't communicate with us anymore. There was a delay in that game, the Iona game, the second game. Bob, do you, do you remember that? It was at the end of the game, Coach, and they went to the monitors. We had no idea what was going on, and it's no big deal. But yeah, it's we no big deal. I was just curious. We were, yeah. There was, a clock, there was a clock issue. We tried to run an out-of-bounds play and throw That's it. That's what it was. And there was a clock issue that kind of took the play away. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It was a clock issue. That's all no. I can do. They, they... <laughs> uh, the one thing I wanted to just, just – Go out on here, Coach. Uh, you got back-to-backs now, all season long in the MAC, and we just saw 
an example of how difficult it's going to be to sweep these back-to-backs. Uh, Rick Pitino made a very good point after uh, they beat you by 28, and he said to anybody who was willing to listen, look, this second game is not going to be an easy game, and if you think that you know Fairfield's going to come out here and we're going to handle them like we did on Friday night, you're crazy. And um, I actually believed him. You could tell, especially because of his NBA experience back-to-backs, he knew how difficult it would be. Well, you're going to find yourself in that same situation, hopefully a lot. You win on that Friday night. What are the keys to getting that Saturday night win? I mean, it's a different dynamic for you guys playing these back-to-backs. What are the keys to, you know, hopefully get more than a few sweeps during the conference season? Yeah, I think first your maturity as a team, you know, to, to forget about what happened on Friday night in both cases, whether it's a win or a loss, and to treat the next game as a single, you know, uh, unit, a single game, because, uh, you know, as disappointed as we were on Friday night, as a staff, we realized we, we had to play on Saturday, that, that you can't let this, this hangover, you got to shake it off and you got to get ready to play again and get these guys off the mat and as a staff get off the mat and bounce back. But it is going to be very difficult. I think your maturity as a team and then your depth, I think, will play a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Like more guys. So if guys are tied and logged a lot of minutes on Friday night, it gives an opportunity to teams that they're a little deeper and some more offensive weapons, um, you know, would, would be helpful. You know, I think that Iona, Ross kind of, we made him work a little, you know, he, he, he worked some to, on, on Friday night, but we made him work again on Saturday and he just kind of wore down a little bit um, from us chasing him around a little bit. Well, we don't have a podcast next week. We catch it along this week. Hope you can uh, forgive us for keeping you over time. I know Joe's got to get the dogs to the vet here today, so we better get him out of here as well. You know what pillow ear is? Jay, you know what pillow ear is on a dog, right? Yeah, you have dogs, right? I have two. Yeah, I have two. But do they have a pillow ear? They have not. No. Have it's not. just some type of infection. Maybe they rupture something. I don't know. And the ear literally goes from flat and it blows up. My dog, my lab, my eleven-year-old lab just finishes his second surgery. We got to get his uh, stitches out today. Oh boy, crazy, well, right? Okay. Pet insurance. Bob's got a kitten. Bob's got a cat. You got to get pet insurance. Or listen, yeah, make sure you get pet insurance. Oh, you broke. I have pet insurance. That's I learned that the hard way after one of my dogs had to have surgery uh, a long time ago. I learned it. Tell me about it. it. But now I have it. But I, I hope he's doing okay. As I say, when I walk in the house, that it's good to see the dogs. They don't know whether you won or lost. They just wag their tails and jump on you. So it's, it's four four kids. I got three to play college ball. I played. My dog is the only one in the family to have an ACL surgery. How about that? <laughs> so, I guess I'm, i got to get him a better strength and conditioning coach. No question. Yeah, no question. <laughs> coach, uh, safe travels. And since we won't speak to you until uh, after Christmas, uh, have yourself, uh, you and the, uh, your family and your extended Stags family, wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thanks. Thanks. And I'll do it for this edition of Open Court with Jay Young next week. Again, no podcast next week because we produce them on a Tuesday. And instead, Fairfield will be home uh, next Tuesday, December the 22nd, to play Fairleigh Dickinson. So our next podcast will drop on or about December 30th as we get you ready for the New Year's Day home game uh, against Ryder. So we'll be uh, – 
talking about all that stuff, the games against Niagara and FDU and getting you ready for a rider the next time we join you on Open Court. So for Joe, uh, Coach Young and the Fairfield Hall of Famer, Joe DeSantis, I'm Bob Peterson. Thanks again for listening to Open Court with Jay Young. The Open Court Podcast is a presentation of Fairfield University Athletics. For future podcasts, videos, news, stats, and coverage of Fairfield Stags men's basketball, log on to fairfieldstags.com. <laughs>